Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Well, hello and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. This is our episode number 27, and the title of this episode is Clairvoyance, See the Truth and Set Yourself Free. Today we will be taking calls in, um, after this segment, we're going to do a little chit-chatting about clairvoyance, so if you're interested in calling in today, the number here is, um, same as the recording before the show, one 888 9141 888-346-9141. All right. So, most people have heard the adage, quote, the truth shall set you free, unquote. The soul's ability to see clearly and discern truth from illusion or mere appearance is what we call clairvoyance. So today, will explore with you your development of this psychic ability called clairvoyance as the spiritual growth process of seeing the truth and setting yourself free from what appears to be, but really isn't. In the sweltering heat and the desolation of the desert landscape, one desperate for a drink of water may see a beautiful oasis. As he or she approaches what appears to be a refreshing body of water from a distance, the mirage disappears into a more dry, hot sand. We can dream in a similar fashion when we are fast asleep. In our dream, we assume and believe that what we are dreaming is real and true. We can literally see it, feel it, smell it, taste it, hear it. Yet immediately upon waking up, The dream pops like a bubble, and what seems so real just a moment ago, we then know was something that never was. Like the one thirsting for a drink of water in the desert, dreams up an oasis, we dream to complete our unfulfilled desires. In fact, we often say in our worldly life that we'd like to realize our dreams. We may have physiological desires such as hunger for food or to get warm. We may have emotional desires for reassurance, partners, comfort, and approval, or maybe even for vengeance. We may have desires for riches, success, control, or power. We may have mental desires for intellectual stimulation. We may have desires to do good to benefit others. We may have desires for friendship or peace. We may have creative desires. We may have dreams to awaken or for enlightenment. Desires are desires, and the only difference between them is whether the desire is for division or for more healing. Unfulfilled desires beget our dreams. 
We can be free of the dreams by realizing them and be happy and fulfilled by that. Or we can free ourselves from a dream by waking up to the truth that is nothing but a dream and not reality. One who feels severely wronged by another may dream of vengeance, of seeking to see the other suffer in some way. A poor person may dream of great wealth. One who feels a failure may dream of success. Whatever the dream may be, when it is finally realized, the dreamer may experience varying degrees of fulfillment, even joy, for a time anyway. Yet eventually, the satisfaction erodes away and the dreamer dreams of other things. A soul experiences this cycle of desires and temporary fulfillment countless times in countless ways over the course of its development and over lifetimes. Sooner or later, that soul comes to the realization that nothing in the world can permanently bring about happiness or even satisfaction. Then it turns its attention and aspirations inward to the limitless and eternal, intuitively knowing that only that which is free beyond all limits of time and space can bring it joyous, everlasting peace it seeks. The development of our clairvoyance is the learning and awakening process to be able to discern the never-changing stillness of truth within, behind, and beyond all the ever-changing appearances we call our experience of the worldly life. I see. (laughs) 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 I still have trouble laughing and then I start to choke up and and have to cough because of my throat injury, but it's getting better. You might be able to hear that I have a little bit more of a range of voice, but uh, today it's about seeing. So in relationship to what Raphael is saying, this is the development of one's clairvoyance. And it's always fundamental to everything we teach. It's so utterly simple that it takes most of us a long time to learn. (laughs) Simpler it is. Hey, you know, we're too complicated in most cases. So what's difficult is keeping it simple. See and know the truth, and the truth will set us free. The truth is always what we awaken to. And when we awaken to the truth, we are free of whatever we thought we were beholden to. This is also what we call forgiveness. Forgiving isn't something we really do or do to someone, even though that's what a lot of people think. Forgiveness happens as soon as we realize the truth of the matter. With truth, there's nothing to forgive. It's only when we believe that a lie or an illusion is true and real that we have any problems. Whenever we realize that the truth, or that the lie or the illusion was never true or real, at the moment of realization, everything is forgiven. Nothing is held. I'm sure most of us had experiences in early childhood in which everything was a fun game. And we were laughing and enjoying life when suddenly someone gets very upset 
at us about something. Who knows what it is? <laughs> at first, we may continue to think it funny, but whoever's upset at us requires us to become serious if that person is going to be able to control us in any way. You know, have you ever tried to control a joyous child while that child was laughing and having the time of his or her life? No, it can't be done. Only after the child's energy and vibration gets brought down somehow to a much more serious level that the child can be controlled to someone else's liking or demands or expectations. I remember when my two sons were about five and three years old. We had a strict rule in the house about no jumping on the sofa. <laughs> of course, what child doesn't see a soft couch as a trampoline, right? I mean, children are extra creative, imaginative. One morning, I come out to the living room to find both of them still in their PJs, using the sofa as a trampoline to see who could jump the highest. <laughs> well, it didn't really bother me that they were jumping on that particular sofa since it was pretty old and decrepit anyway. And the fact that they were having so much fun. But I had to be the parent, right? <laughs> and teach them about respecting property and what was appropriate behavior and what was not. So I reminded them that jumping on the couch was not what a couch is for and was not allowed. And I, I spoke in a regular voice and everything. They laughed <laughs> and kept jumping. <laughs> so I had to put on my stern face and told them more firmly that that was enough and they needed to get off the couch immediately and go get dressed. Aha! <laughs> now it was more of a game to them. They had somebody to play with <laughs> besides each other. They jumped even more and higher, laughing gleefully. <laughs> so I finally raised my voice, took command of the situation, so I thought, <laughs> started stomping to the couch, over to the couch. And as I was going over there, and immediately the older brother, five-year-old, stopped jumping, recognizing, whoa, dad means business, <laughs> and got off of the couch. But the three-year-old <laughs> jumped up on the top of the couch, you know, the backrest part, and then, as I'm walking toward him, flings himself to me, right? He's flying like one of those flying squirrels jumping off of a tree branch right toward me. And if I hesitated, he would, you know, fall flat on his face. So no fear, no defiance, just plain fun. He had total certainty that I was going to be in the position in time to catch him in midair. So, of course, I continued to walk quickly, caught him, and as I'm holding him, he laughs in my face and upside down, 
kind of like what our cats do. <laughs> goes, Daddy, are you angry? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, I tried not to laugh, <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. And I lost this match miserably. <laughs> but, hey, you know, they knew. They were closer to the truth. I'm operating off of, hey, this is the principle of the matter. I'm the parent. You're the kids. You know you're not supposed to do this stuff. But they were having too much fun. They couldn't be easily controlled. And I wasn't going to put them in pain uh, and beat them or something so that they would get out of the great amusement joy they were in. But, of course, you know, we had a talk and, and they learn eventually not to use the sofa as a trampoline, even if it was a, not a very good sofa. <laughs> but over time, right, it's hard to be clairvoyant and see the truth in somber seriousness. Do you ever try that? I, I can't. I'm considered to be a pretty good clairvoyant. <laughs> but if I am serious, I'm not going to see the truth. I'm going to be staring at and believing whatever lie, illusion in my mind that I think it's true. I think, oh, this is really important. And I think this is the way it is. But it's not. And if I'm too serious and my energy is too low, yeah, seriousness is low energy. The situation could be a you know very important situation. That's fine. We can call that serious, but the energy can't be serious. Right. It's like finding respect instead of seriousness. Yeah. So so then you could be in joy, in amusement, in laughter, in great humor. Then you can deal with, quote, serious situations, life-threatening situations, things like that, important business decisions. But if you get serious about it, ah, it's not, it's not going to, to work so well. And especially to be able to see the truth. The energy of truth is very high. So being in amusement in relationship to what you experience in life is a very important practice in developing your clairvoyance to discern what's true from what merely looks like or feels like or sounds like it's true, but it's not. It's only in your mind. When you are really laughing, you can't hold on to anything, right? Yeah, because the only thing you can hold on to is what's not true. If you can hold on to something, it's not true. Oh, because truth you can't hold on to. Oh, that's why some people will refuse to laugh because they would rather hold on to being right or hold on to their grudge against something or someone. So they know if they start laughing, really laughing, if they get into amusement, they're going to drop the anger. 
They're going to drop their righteousness. If you can get yourself to laugh, you'll free yourself from a lot of judgments, for example. Developing your clairvoyance requires you to drop your judgments about everything. The less judgments you hold in your mind, the more clearly you'll start to see your life and everyone and everything in it. Raphael, in the course of developing your clairvoyance, what are a couple of the practices that helped you see more clearly? How were you able to tell the difference between the truth and what you happened to be experiencing at the time, especially when you were upset or emotional in some way, but you wanted to see that truth in that situation? Oh, there are so many examples, but um, the tools that I tend to default to when the going gets kind of tough <laughs> is are some of the things actually that we've talked about in other shows being in the center of your head being neutral being able to look being neutral helps you to see the truth by the way because then you're not taking sides being in the center of your head listening to my intuition and um, I have many examples of how this came in handy in real life situations, but also in my readings when somebody says to me, this is going on and that's going on and I see something else altogether. I really have to have my certainty that what I'm seeing as the truth is the truth and not uh, what that person is putting forth to me. Uh, an example, a real-life example where it's put right in my face, I think I might have brought up before, where I came into a dog grooming place and the uh, child of the owner, who was, the child was 23 years old with a, a little child, the grandchild, um, the child was crying her eyeballs out, saying that her boyfriend took away or, or was going to have her child taken away. And let me tell you, when you hear a story like that, all you want to do is completely be on that person's side. But I went into my neutrality. I got into my center center of my head. It just takes a moment. I grounded myself, and I intuited the truth. And the truth was that the boyfriend was going to do this to hurt the uh, his former girlfriend's feelings and get her all upset. But on the bigger truth, that child was not going to be staying with him very long. And I was very happy I had that news for her. So I just held her, the crying girl in my arms and just told her, it's all right. The child will come back. But you have to have faith that will happen and not stay angry at your boyfriend. He's just learning a lesson right now. And that did come about. Well, we're coming up on our first break. And um, I would like to invite you to come to our website, michaeltamora.com. And when we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue to explore our topic, clairvoyance, see the truth, and set yourself free. And by the way, it helps to set other people free, too. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? 
The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring seeing with our inner third eye and seeing the truth and how it sets you free. What we call clairvoyance, which is a French word meaning clear seeing. You know, uh, right just now, when we were coming back from the break, uh, this was a great little example of clairvoyance. Um, I was going to ask Raphael, um, how much time she needed for before we got on to the next break when when the end of this next segment happens. But I didn't get to say it because uh, we were on air already. So I gave her the picture uh, on a clairvoyant level and she's looking at me and then all of a sudden she looks at her notes and she goes, oh, I you know, she gestures, I need um, uh, two minutes. <laughs> That's how we work. And it's really fun. And this is one of the things that a lot of people, especially beginners, when they're first starting to learn about clairvoyance and developing their clairvoyant abilities, they think Clairvoyant, I am not a clairvoyant because, you know, people like Michael and Raphael are clairvoyants because they see auras, they see spirit guides, they, they see energy and, you know, all these kinds of things. So they have this image in their mind that we're different and, and we somehow are clairvoyant. But they're not clairvoyant because they don't think they see auras and they don't think they see spirit guides and things like that. But 
that's the first obstacle to get over uh, when you are interested in developing your ability to see. You have to know, intuitively know, that you are clairvoyant already. Everyone is. You're, you're just as clairvoyant as myself or Raphael already. It's just the difference is you don't recognize it as much because you divide it into, well, I'm not clairvoyant yet, but I want to be in the future if I learn it correctly. No, it's not the learning that's going to make you clairvoyant. It's the, the learning is just practicing and validating your, your, what you're seeing. And for example, this, this example I just talked about where Raphael caught the picture of what I was asking about, even if I didn't say anything. But if I were to stop her right then and there and ask her, what did this image actually look like? She probably wouldn't have been able to answer it in the sense of, oh, it was, you know, green and, and had uh, yellow polka dots on it or, or it had these words on it or anything like that. Because it goes so fast. What was important about it is not her describing what the actual energetic image looked like visually. It was the information that was important. If she was fumbling, fumbling around with the, the imagery and the visual, she wouldn't have gotten the information in time. But she got the information clairvoyantly. She was using her third eye and saw it. So I'd like you to recognize you're seeing all the time, but most of the time you're not recognizing exactly the visual aspect of what you're seeing. And we'll get to that more. But I want Raphael to continue on with some of her experiences of how to uh, develop your clairvoyance more. Well, I like the example you just used of our silent uh, communication because he didn't point over at a piece of paper or anything like that. And it was almost like a two-second delay before I kind of got the picture and understood what he was asking. But it reminded me of when I'm brushing my cats in the morning. And one of my cats, really, really, our female cat, just loves her brushing. And she'll just lay there and let you brush and brush and brush. But I need her to turn over once in a while. She's a tiny little cat, and I don't want to scrape off her skin. <laughs> so I always either just uh, telepathically or even with a picture in my mind showing her that I would like her to turn over. And then I'll say, Mystic, turn over. And I notice there's like a two-second delay. Mm-hmm. When she gets it, it's like, oh, yeah, and then she flips over. So animals are really great that way because they're, they're pure in their interpretation. And, you know, when I'm, I've done thousands of readings over the course of my uh, reading career since I was 30 years old. I'm now in my mid-60s. And one of the things that's been really interesting as a practicing clairvoyant, Um, You know, I don't just practice my clairvoyance in my daily life, but I also practice it as a a counselor. And I was talking a little earlier about when someone puts forth, okay, here's what my situation is, and there's always their bias about it. And one of the things that I've really learned is kind of a discipline in a way is being able to not be biased with them. I'm still on their side. I'm there to help them through whatever crisis they're wanting to get through. But sometimes they're in that crisis because they're not looking at 
the truth about something, about their part in it, and that sort of thing. And And that neutrality you were talking about earlier and being in the center of your head means if you're really in the center of your head, being aware in the center of your head, you're neutral. You'll know you're in the center of your head because, oh, even if all hell is breaking loose all around and even in your own head, it's just going, wah. But in that center, it's like being in the eye of the cyclone Huh, nothing's changing. It's completely still. Even if it's, yes. if that stillness is just like a pinpoint <clears throat> of tiny stillness and everything else is screaming at you. Your emotions are screaming at you. But, oh, if you look and just decide, I'll be in the center of my head. Oh, there's that tiny little point of stillness. That's neutrality. You're not going for it. You're not going against it. Uh, You're not doing anything about anything. You're just being and letting everything be as it is. And you're just neutral, experiencing all the noise, all the turmoil, all the the emotions, emotions. (laughs) all the thoughts, everything. And uh, a typical, you know, you've probably done or, or heard of like a more Zen type of sitting meditation where you just sit quietly and you turn your awareness inward And what's the first thing that's going to happen after a few minutes? Oh, all the noise, the chatter in your mind. You start to notice it. It's there all the time. But you're engaged in external activities and you it's in the background. But when there's not much to engage in out there, oh, it's inside. And that's the stuff. Those are all not true. That's why it's called chatter mind chatter it's not true and you need to become neutral and let all that pass by before you can start to go oh that's not true and that's not true and even what i thought was happening in front of me isn't really the way i thought it was exactly a a good example of that is um, if you've ever been in the position where you're crying your eyeballs about some, out about something, <laughs> we've all been there. And uh, let's say your boyfriend or girlfriend left you and you're crying and crying and crying. And part of why you're not able to, as we say, quote unquote, find your space is because you're a little out of the body. But most of you are aware enough that even when you're in that total emotional uh, funk and you can't stop crying there you know there's that little part of you sitting right over your head even if you're on your bed doing the thing with your arms and legs like a two-year-old <laughs> <laughs> there's still that part of you that is in total peace and quiet and that's the real you a lot of times that emotional turmoil and all that is just the ego having a temper tantrum because it doesn't like what's going on in front of it So if you are able to pull that part of you into the center of your head, then you just come into it. And that is pretty amazing when you're able to do that. And that can happen. You can work with this in the very fast real-life situations that come your way, as well as the, let's say, the long-haul ones. The long-haul ones might be something like uh, what many advanced 
souls have to go through. I'm sorry to say, but this is part of your advancing lessons. And that's someone betraying you, turning their back on you for Mm -hmm. no reason at all. (laughs) Um, I noticed when I got to a certain phase in my life that became a regular thing for quite a number of years. One or two people in my life would just suddenly turn their back on me and they would not communicate. They'd shut me out, blah, blah, blah. And that's the long haul one where you have a lot of decisions to make. You have a little time to work with it. And, you know, this is a great example of this betrayal. Why does that happen? Well, because that's all the ego, right? Ego is just images in your mind, all structured in a neat little logical way that makes it seem like it's real and it's true. And that's really what's going on. Now, the reason Raphael said when you advance, you become a lot further along as a soul, then you start having these betrayals that have no justification, no reason, seemingly, at all. And whereas earlier, when you're a more beginning soul, (laughs) you might have that because of karmic reasons and things like that. But later on, you have this experience because none of those betrayals ever really had a reason. But the ego likes to justify everything, give it a reason, make it okay one way or the other, or or you become righteously indignant because there was this reason why they shouldn't have left you or, or should have left you or whatever the case might be. And when you have nothing there, you just try to figure it out and there's no reason. It's a blank. Then you're that much closer to realizing, wait a minute, this is just an image in my mind. This is not real. It's not the truth. This person's just going through whatever, and I happen to be the easiest person to dump it on. Or I'm the person that's giving them the permission to just, okay, do what you need to do. I love you anyway. There's a lot of trauma drama around it. If you get hung up in the, the um, let's say, the musings of the ego's thoughts. Yeah. So this becomes a great test and lesson in forgiveness. And that's what clairvoyance is really about. Seeing past all the nonsense that we take for granted as real and true in our mind and realize, okay, start to discern. What's just nonsense? What's just, you know, emotionally charged, but it's not true. Ah, and you'll you'll eventually discover judgments are never true. <laughs> because every judgment, whether it's good judgment or bad judgment, comes from fear. Okay? And comes from the desire to be separate instead of being whole. So that's why that's one of the first steps of healing yourselves too. Clairvoyance is is a very fundamental part of self-healing to help ourselves become more whole as the spiritual being that we are. And how we get there is being able to discern what's true, what's true is what's permanent, forever, eternal, limitless whole. What's not true is what's divided, 
okay? What's broken and all of that. And that's what, when we need healing, it's because we're divided within. And we need to let go of the artificial divisions we've either created or, or taken on from others and held in our brain, in our mind, in our body, in everything, okay? And so we just need to let it go. Michael, also talking about that division part, um, one of the things that, um, one of the words I like a lot when looking at truth is that about discernment. When you're looking at truth, discernment is the better energy to look at truth in because that puts you in that neutral place where ultimately you're going to find out at the end of your journey of incarnations on earth that this was all an illusion. But while you're in it, it seems very real and we have to discern our way through life and find out what's the next steps that we need to take. So it's really quite a journey being a clairvoyant. And I do have another story I want to talk about in the next section. Um, Meanwhile, I'd like to make a couple of announcements that are kind of important. So stay tuned in here while I talk about (laughs) this. Coming right up, not this Friday, but next Friday, August 10th through Sunday, August 13th, is our unforgettable Open to Everyone Mount Shasta Inner Divinity Retreat titled Paving the Road to Freedom, Responding to Life Joyously to Live Your Destiny Now. Join us for a profound three-day retreat with over 16 hours of experiential workshops in the sacred beauty and energy of Mount Shasta, California with Michael and me, as well as for an optional whole day of being with us for enlightening discussions wonderful stories, snacks, a group dinner, and lots of laughs after the three-day retreat. You'll learn a lot to help you live much more of a miracle that is your soul life. And by the way, this very evening, tonight, Hmm. let's see, what is the date today? August (laughs) 1st at 6 p.m. Pacific time, uh, we have our pre-retreat teleseminar, and you don't have to be signed up for our retreat to take this seminar. Um, if you're wanting to join our teleclass this evening, uh, the details are in our on our website, michaeltamora.com. The name of the teleseminar is Your Life Isn't a Verdict, Dismissing the Judge, the Jury, and the Judgment Pictures. It's $70 for the workshop, and you can, if you want to join it right away, you can always call our office, which is 530 in the U.S., 530-926-2650. I'll say it again. 530-926-2650. We've got our second break coming right up. When we return, we'll continue with clairvoyance, see the truth, and set yourself free. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. 
Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's good to have you back, and welcome to those of you just joining us. Our topic today is clairvoyance, see the truth, and set yourself free. Raphael, I see a short, (laughs) slightly darker, funny-looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why are you saying that? Because he's sitting right in front of you. (laughs) Oh, he's talking about himself. (laughs) He's making a joke. This is one of the ways we teach. um, And you'll see this when you... If you decide to join us for our retreat weekend in two Fridays, that we do uh, teach with a lot of humor and fun because some of the situations that we find ourselves in are not so much fun. <laughs> like I was talking about at the beginning, or at, in the last section rather, about the long haul. Um, sometimes things are out of your control. It's like when somebody dies, you know, that. You can't bring him back. That's one of the physical realities here is you cannot bring a dead man back unless you're Jesus Christ and and accomplished that way or someone like that. So when something has has come about, such as a friend betraying you or somebody turning their back on you for no reason or starts rumors about you that aren't true or posts horrible things on, on Facebook about you or Instagram or whatever... Um, There are actions you can take if you are feeling uh, you need to take those actions. But before you take any actions, it's really, really important for you to go within and to really forgive that person. And sometimes you have to forgive that person within yourself over and over again until you just let go of, of your attachment to being right. 
And um, that, Michael's going to talk a little bit more about tools for this and and how uh, the process, so to speak. But there are also times when something is in front of you very, very fast and you have to make a a life and death uh, decision, such as when you're in traffic and somebody does something really dangerous. And, you know, it's... For me, it's really interesting because I do all the driving for the two of us all over the place. And I've run into many, many, many life-threatening situations. But how I avoid most of them is I drive safely. I I, I have decided a long time ago, even though I'm from Detroit and love to drive fast, I don't do that anymore. And I follow the laws. And when it makes it so much easier for me to relax and be aware of what's going on around me even if I'm not always looking in my rear view mirror. I have my intuition on full blast and I'm very aware sometimes even when somebody's coming up and I don't even see them yet that there's trouble coming because I'm aware of it and this has been many many years of traffic. It's a practical use. Mm -hmm. So Michael, Yes. Why don't you talk about how to work with this intuition and yeah. looking at the truth? Okay, so simply put, uh, if you want to join in and practice this right now, I'll lead you through a little bit of a meditation practice you can start with. Some of you, the, those of you who've been listening to our show uh, regularly, you've had some of the basics. So if you'll just... Sit in a chair comfortably, not on the floor, but with both feet flat on the floor and on a chair. Yeah, and relax. Just let yourself be. That's what relaxing is. If you can't let yourself be as you are, however you are, if you're trying to change yourself, you can't relax. Ah, it's called acceptance, right? If you just decide, oh, I'm all this way and that way and everything, but I'll just let myself be. That's the first step. And then close your eyes. Give yourselves a deep breath or two. Huh, notice I say, give yourself a breath. Instead of, most people think in terms of, I'm going to take a breath. No. You'll notice the difference between taking a breath and giving yourself a breath. If you give, as long as you're giving, you're going to be yourself more because you're a giver, naturally. Okay, now would you imagine, just have your eyes closed and imagine, this is the beginning of using your clairvoyance, imagining everything is imagined. Everything in the world before it can come into being what we call physical, it's been imagined. So imagine this tree trunk You're sitting on this giant tree trunk, just like you're sitting on your chair, sitting on your tree trunk. Okay. And that tree trunk is connected all the way to the center of the earth. And then, like Raphael was saying earlier on, would you just be aware in the center of your head? Just be, decide, I'm aware in the center of my head. And notice You'll start to notice, even if it's very subtle, you'll start to notice a little bit of a change in your experience. And as you practice being in the center of your head, you practice being neutral. Whatever thought, whatever feeling, whatever sound, whatever thing happens 
in and around you, huh, you could just let it be for now. Okay? You don't have to jump up and run around like a chicken with the head cut off. Just, just let it be. Let yourself be in the center of your head. You're grounded. And then gently imagine bringing in the earth energy from your feet chakra, bottoms of your feet, going through your legs into your first chakra at the base of your spine, just above the tip of your tailbone. Ah, and the excess just goes right down the grounding cord and it just establishes it. You don't have to do a whole lot. There's no effort, no concentration. Just know. Like Raphael was saying, it's an intuitive process, not an intellectual one. But it's all imagined. Just imagine the cosmic, very fine cosmic golden energy flowing in from the crown chakra at the top of your head. The energy comes down four channels in your back, all the way to the first chakra, the base of your spine again. And then imagine that there's two energy channels through the middle of the body in front of your spinal column where the mixture of about 85% cosmic and 15% earth energy flows up those two channels all the way up to your crown and flows out like a beautiful golden fountain. Also on the way up, it branches out across the shoulders, down the arms and out your hands through your hand chakras in the palms of your hands. This is very simple. You're running the earth and cosmic energies. This helps you start to free up more and more of your own soul creative energy, which can go to using your abilities like clairvoyance, intuition, clairaudience, telepathy, all of those, instead of just maintaining the body as a body. The, you're starting to use more and more of the earth cosmic energy mix to maintain your energy flow. Okay. Now, being in the center of your head and neutral, now imagine an image of a rose. It could be a red rose, green rose, purple rose, whatever you like. And if you have trouble imaging that rose, just think about a rose you saw before, even if it was in a magazine uh, picture, right? Or in the garden or on, in a vase or someplace, someplace. Just recall a rose you saw. Oh, there it is. And just describe it to yourself mentally. And you'll notice, oh, you know everything about that rose. That it was red, it was shaped like this, it was in a vase, blah, blah, blah. But that's just an image. Now, would you just imagine that image of a rose you have, however it looks, and just imagine the whole thing exploding, like in fireworks, flash of light. Ah, that's all imagination, right? Now imagine another image of a rose. Same one or different, whatever you like. And you might notice, this is another thing that people get struggle with at the beginning. You're so used to using your physical eyes to see with, you're still, even with your eyelids closed, you're using your physical eyes to see. Right? So what do you end up seeing? You see dark because with you're looking at the back of your eyelids and if you're in a really bright room, you see a kind of a glow of light a little bit coming through this dark. You're going to see that. 
because that's what you see with your physical eyes, with your eyelids closed. That's not, I'm not seeing anything clairvoyantly. No, that's just seeing with your physical eyes still. So practice. If you want to develop your clairvoyance, you have to practice not only being in the center of your head and being smile, you know, you're on cosmic camera. <laughs> smile, be in a little amusement. Find a little humor. Yeah, enjoy it. Whatever's happening. That brings your energy up. And then just imagine that you're seeing with your sixth chakra, your third eye, behind your forehead. Not from your belly, not from your chest, but from your forehead. And you're using not your physical eyes, but you're starting to tune into more and more over time into the third eye that you're seeing using to see when you have your eyes closed. That's why we have your eyes closed in the beginning for a while be, so that you can get used to, oh yeah, I don't have to use my physical eyes. And then you naturally start to raise your vibration to a much, much higher consciousness level where you're always seeing already, but you may not have been consciously aware of it because your attention has been so much on a body and physical seeing level. So as you relax and you'll start to notice you're, sh you're shifting in your consciousness. And just now, imagine another image of a rose. And then see if that looks a little bit different. You're still going to probably see some of the dark in the background. Then imagine that rose exploding. So, another image of a rose. And then imagine it exploding. You're seeing both. But as you can tell, you're creating that image yourself, and then you're seeing it, and then you're imagining exploding it, and you see it going away. In a flash of light, it goes away. Okay, this is a great practice. When you ground, run your energy a little bit, be in the center of your head, find a little neutrality, and practice imagining a rose, and then imagining it exploding. Then you'll start to get into the hang of using this higher third eye to see whether it's an image you create or an image somebody else created or just energy. Okay, We'll have that more in various episodes to come down the line, but also we teach this in each of our classes and it starts to develop. Yes, you'll find that we will definitely teach this in our seminar weekend coming up. Um August 10th to 12th, which is a week from this Friday. So, are you living a spiritual life? Find out next Wednesday right here on voiceamerica.com Empowerment Channel. And tuning to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow. Please, if you can, let everyone know about our show. We'd love to have more listeners because we know that from the feedback we've been getting that uh, people are getting a lot out of this show. Share our link on your social media. And remember to check out michaeltamura.com event section for all our upcoming events as well as all the MP3 audio downloads available for purchase of our classes, seminars, retreats, and courses. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Thank you for joining us. 
we appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.